Hello, everybody. I welcome you to our quarter two 2016 interims report for our company, Effel Schmidt. The quarter two, the revenue in quarter two was higher than in quarter one, but definitely below expectation level. The order intake across the company decreased by 10% organically. Out of that situation, we took and take additional correct, corrective actions. On the positive note, service activities are holding up fairly good and our cross margin is stable despite the market conditions. We narrowed our full year guidance down to the lower end. Before we go into the financial and operational issues, I would like to highlight again our track record on safety on LTIFR. Again, I can announce, we can announce a fantastic performance improvement of our organization. We are now down year to date to 1.5 LTIFR. That proves again that we are in the direction of service and safety and the way how we act in the market leading. If we then look into the operational highlights for the quarter two, Cement achieved several big orders, one from Vietnam, as well as one from India for equipment. On top of it, we achieved an order for delivery of the world's largest vertical roller mill for clinker grinding. On the mineral side, our business, what we call discontinued out of Watgassen, achieved an order for Russia with more than 1.2 billion DKK value. Now to the operational performance. As I said, quarter two in revenue was higher than quarter one, but definitely below expectation level. Where does it come from? The postponed conversion of our backlog, especially against the end of the quarter, as well as continued low capital order intake, create that situation. We are falling short on revenue and with that, with the given structure, we have pressure on the margins. That, of course, requested, and we did additional corrective actions to that. What we normally do since quite a time since we are in the downturn. What are the corrective actions? Of course, we go on with our business right sizing, but in an enforced way where we look into the complexity of the organization and the layers in the organization. More than 300 colleagues had to be informed in quarter two to leave the company. Further improvements in supply chain, especially site consolidation, is forced through. And strategic procurement to share the pain in the market with our sub-supplier base, to work more efficient together with them is enforced and with special activities initiated. On the other side, on the other note, it is important in such a time not to forget that the time when we will come out of the recession, in the minerals part especially, that you need to have the right setup and efficiency in your company. It's the time to look into value engineering, as well as in expanding our setup worldwide in offering our services and products. So 
we opened and enlarged several geographies with sales and service sites. As example, Colombia, Dubai, Ghana, Philippines, and some others more. To enhance the sales capacity is a long-term target and a long-term activity of our company to offer, to be able to offer all our products and services around the world. And there we still have a way to go. If we then look into innovation, each quarter we are proud to present one of that group of innovations, what we bring to our customers. This time, it's a combination out of our leading function in cyclone technology in minerals together with our leading function in automation. It is the so-called smart cyclone system where customers are able to operate and to detect during operation wear and performance and productivity of cyclones on mineral sites. This clearly productivity improving innovation enables our customers to have higher recovery rates and better uptimes. Now to the market. Let us start with the overall picture. Since mid of last year, we say it is low visibility, high volatility. And again, this quarter proved it. Large investments in minerals and partly in cement are not very often happen. And if they are planned, both of them are getting postponed. The customers, our customers, are focused on productivity and on cash preservation. Now to the four areas of the four divisions with the market development. Customer service, stable, profitable, but on the larger upgrade projects, soft. That's a picture of what we see since the beginning of the year. But the demand for parts and services out of our company, F.L. Schmidt, is stable. If we then look into the product companies, this business is nowadays very much OPEX-related. There, the same as in the customer service, we have a stable demand for our offerings. But there is pressure on the CapEx, especially in adjacent industries like steel. Then we come to minerals. There is still no sign of recovery. We said already a few quarters ago that our view on the outlook is that we are at the trough, that we are low, we are very low in business activities in the minerals part, but it's stabilized, very low and stabilized. And we see no sign of percentage measurable improvement before mid-end of 2017. The areas to be in is, of course, gold, as it is most probably well known, as from a mid-term point of view, copper. And there we are very strong. Then in the cement industry, cement comes out very slowly, slower than expected out of the trough. But each additional crisis, each economical impact in the world hampers the willingness to invest into cement plants. But that business we definitely see coming out of the trough. If we then look into the order intake, 
A similar picture as we had in the last quarter, cement is the biggest commodity where we are in, followed by adjacent and then gold and copper for the pure minerals, of course, leading. All four divisions are in absolute numbers down in order intake. Only in organic growth, customer service has a slight improvement. It is not a surprise regarding order intake, how the picture is in cement as in minerals, because that is what we call lumpy business, means if a big order falls into a quarter, then of course the figures are looking dramatic better. The negative surprise here was the drop in product company division, which, as I said, comes out of the adjacent industries where we act in. With that, we look into our total service activities. You know that our total aftermarket activities are split over the customer service division, cement, as well as the product companies. There, we have an organic growth of 4% in order intake. Today, Revenue and order intake is between yeah, 55 to 60% of the company, of course, born out of the low capital activities. This picture of having a growth and a quite stable situation in service underscores our leading position in productivity improvement in the industries where we act in. And with that, I would like to give to our CFO, Lars, regarding the financial performance. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, when we turn into the financials and we look at, uh, at the second quarter, um, it's a quarter that is impacted by lower uh, order intake and lower revenue than what was expected. Uh, and it's clearly impacting the whole P&L. Um, as Thomas said, it's the conversion of the backlog into uh, to revenue that is being delayed. Uh, it's market-driven delays, so it comes from uh, from the customer side. Um, the other effect we have is that we are getting lower order intake than expected, and these two things drive down our revenue to a lower level than we had expected when we started the year. If you look at our gross mar margin, it is holding up very nicely, um, but of course, with such a low revenue, it is impacting the full P&L, and as a consequence, our EBITDA is down substantially compared to the same period last year. If we look at our order intake, um, it is down compared to the same period uh, last year. It's down mainly due to the lack of big orders. If you look at the, the unannounced orders, which in this case is orders below 200 million, then uh, it is stable uh, and it is holding up quite well, which of course is, uh, is, uh, is a result out of uh, the service activities holding up uh, quite well. So, um, so uh, the order intake... Uh, the underlying order intake is holding up quite well, which is uh, very important for, for the future of our business. Just a, a change in the communication policy regarding big orders. Um, EU have uh, introduced new uh, market abuse regulations in the beginning of, uh, of July. Uh, consequently, we have reviewed our policies uh, and we will uh, in the future uh, announce orders that are of uh, strategic or significant financial impact and no longer have the threshold of 200 million uh, in revenue uh, for announcement. Uh, so we will announce most likely fewer orders in the future, um, but we will try to keep up the, uh, the information level via press releases. If we turn to the development in, uh, in revenue, 
Um, it was a disappointing uh, second quarter. It was up slightly compared to the first quarter, uh, but lower than anticipated at the beginning of the year. It is, uh, however, important to note that the order intake have been higher than revenue for the last two quarters, which seems to indicate that we are at a low point in, in terms of revenue. When you look at the four divisions, uh, we are down in revenue in all four divisions. In customer service, the underlying spare parts orders, uh, service orders are holding up very well, uh, whereas the refurbishment orders uh, and more discretionary kind of spend from our customers is dragging out. When you look at product companies, the service orders are also holding up very nice in, uh, well in this, uh, in this division. But the investment from our customers, both within cement and minerals, uh, into new equipment is uh, not up to the level that we had expected. Um, so again, the volume-related part of our business, the spare parts, the service that holds uh, plants uh, running or keeps plants running, is doing very well. If you then turn to minerals, uh, it's down um, compared to the same period last year. Uh, we are expecting a slightly higher revenue in the rest of the year in minerals. Um, if you look into the, the backlog and the, the order intake we've had recently, um, there is uh, enough uh, there to, uh, to indicate that we will have a higher revenue in the second half. In cement, we were down slightly uh, compared to, uh, to last year. Uh, the first half of this year have been quite low in cement. Uh, we are expecting a substantial increase in the second half as the, uh, the projects that we have in our backlog are coming to, uh, to the milestones that generate quite a, a lot of revenue. So in cement, we are expecting um, an increase in the second half. If we look at uh, the gross profit uh, development, then we have, uh, we have a stable level compared to the same period last year. If we look at the divisions, uh, it's stable in, uh, in customer service, in product companies, in minerals, it's down compared to last year. There are a number of, uh, of factors explaining this, uh, this decline. Um, it's a very difficult market to operate in. Um, we have pricing pressure. There are very few orders out in the market. Um, customers are not uh, very eager to finalize projects, which means that they are dragging out. And as such, there is a lot, uh, substantial pressure on cost uh, as we cannot uh, progress as, as it was planned when we took the orders. Uh, on top of that, we had uh, a number of, uh, of uh, costs that, uh, that have been taken in the quarter related to, uh, to older inventory as well as uh, an arbitration case. If we take out these uh, um, one-off type uh, effects, we would have had a gross profit uh, margin that would have been uh, slightly higher than last year. If we turn into cement, it's uh, slightly lower than last year. Um, we took a number of, uh, of contracts under severe pricing pressure, and that is what you can start to see in the, in the cement number, that the margin is under pre uh, pressure uh, due to the low level of orders that are out in the marketplace. But all in all, we are very pleased with holding up our gross profit margin in, uh, in these market conditions. If we turn into our, our cost level, uh, our SDNA cost, uh, then if you take it as a, as a percentage of revenue, it has increased compared to the same period last year. Uh, and of course, when we planned this year, um, we expected higher revenues. Uh, we will start to look at our cost levels and have done initiatives. But this is, of course, an, an area where the current activity level does not allow us to have such a high number of uh, such a cost level as we have right now. Uh, and therefore, we have started additional measures to take cost out. 
If you look into uh, the EBITDA development uh, from uh, last year to this year, um, we had a, an EBITDA of 440 million last year. Uh, the big driver, uh, or the effect that is really driving down our number this year, uh, is the lower revenue that can explain 250 million uh, of lower uh, of lower EBITDA. Whereas we had a, a lower one-offs compared to the same period last year, which improves the number slightly. Um, but as you can see from the number, the lower activity level is the big driver in, in this second quarter for the lower profit. If we turn into uh, to working capital, uh, it increased by 200 million in uh, in the second quarter. Um, the increase comes primarily from uh, from networking progress. We have uh, a few big projects that are progressing according to plan, uh, but they were planned to have uh, invoicing milestones in the second half of the year. Um, so we are expecting that the whip will go down in the second half as we meet uh, the invoicing milestones uh, as they were planned in the projects. If we look at the trade receivables, um, it has come down uh, during this year. The encouraging thing is that it's the long-term overdue uh, receivable that has come down, which is uh, very important for us. Trade payables uh, are holding up quite well. Uh, net prepayments uh, have hold up, uh, held up well in the, the second quarter. Inventories uh, are flatties. So all in all, we were up 200 million. Uh, we do expect an improvement in the second half as the larger project meets uh, invoicing and payment milestones. If we look at our cash flow, uh, it is, of course, uh, heavily impacted by a lower EBDA. Um, the other significant uh, factors here are, are tax payments, which uh, uh, were uh, quite high in the second quarter. Uh, we expect lower tax payments in uh, the two last quarters in the year, uh, which all in all should drive up our, our CFFO. We do also expect for the remainder of the year a, a positive contribution from, from working capital. What's uh, encouraging is, of course, that we have, despite the market environment, uh, a positive free cash flow in the, the second quarter. Um, we generated a CFFO of 155 uh, million uh, and had uh, investments of 95 million. If we turn into our capital structure, the equity ratio is in line with our targets. Um, but as a result of our lower EBDA, the net debt to EBITDA, have gone out of our target range. We have a target range that the debt should be lower than two times uh, EBDA. But as EBDA have, uh, have fallen, we have, uh, we have increased out of this range. We are expecting to get close to two uh, through debt reductions in the remainder of the year. Uh, our return of, uh, of, uh, of capital employed was 8%, uh, and our long-term target is, uh, is 20%. Um, and before I hand back to Thomas, um, I think it's very important to say that we have uh, a difficult situation where we are trying to manage uh, the company, not only to deliver this year's result, uh, but also to ensure that we have the capability to deliver in the future. So we are taking additional measures to improve our profit, but of course we have to balance out what is uh, needed for the future as well as what is needed to deliver the results for the remainder of this year. Uh, so therefore we are uh, working very hard to initiate the right activities. And with that, back to you, Thomas. Thank you very much, Lars. So um, if we then look into uh, what we show in the quarters and in the interims reports, the management agenda, it is a situation where, of course, our order intake, EBITDA, as well as networking capital, is going in the wrong direction. No matter that it's based on that lack of revenue or out of uh, 
postponement of orders, it still requests that we are ahead of that what happens to us. And we took already, as we uh, showed, um, corrective actions in all directions, not only on the cost saving side, on the right investment sides too, to mitigate that. Important in such a time where the activity level on customer side to call us in to discuss with us to improve productivity is fairly high, but not the ordering level, not to finalize uh, inquiries into quotations and then into um, orders. It is important that we have here a very strong setup in front of our customers. We have that. The safety part and DIFOT, delivery in full on time measurement, as a quality measurement to how we serve our customers, we see it proven by the total service order intake and development in the company. There we are on our well-known theme, the productivity improvement, the improvement of total cost of ownership, life cycle improvement for our customers is utmost important to them. This is what we can offer in a fantastic way by being in engineering products and in services. And that shows the strength what we have in the market, not only with the cross margin. If we then look into the group guidance, such a situation what we had for the first half of the year, that we are lower in revenue than expected, of course triggers, as we do it, to look into the guidance and how the guidance for the year looks. We had a broad range, 17 to 20 billion DKK. We got a lot of questions why we put it that broad. And we said it has to do about the low visibility and high volatility in the market. In that situation where we are, based on the half-year result, we decided and we see that the guidance now is between 17 to 18 billion DKK. Of course, that has an effect on the EBITDA too. So the EBITDA follows to the lower end of the guidance to 7 to 8%. On the CFFI, we have a lower target than we uh, announced before of now around 300 million DKK. These investments are to improve our efficiency, our productivity too. It is important that, of course, all the statements what we do is in the assumption regarding the order backlog and conversion of order backlog into revenue. If I then summarize the quarter two, revenue increased in quarter two versus quarter one, but definitely below expectation level. We explained where it comes from. The order intake decreased organically by 10%. We are with additional corrective actions on track. Our service business holds up fairly good and we have stable cross-margin situation. Out of that, our full-year guidance is lower to or is narrowed to the lower end. Thank you. Now we are coming into the sections to ask or to get questions. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question for our speakers, please press zero one on your telephone keypad and you will enter a queue. After you are announced, please ask your question. Our first question comes from the line of Johan Eliasson of Kepler Chevro. Please go ahead. Your line is now open. 
Yes, hello, this is Johan. Um, talking about uh, maybe one of the brighter comments in, in, in the call here, you, you mentioned your uh, order from India on the cement side and that there might be more to come. Could you shed some light on that and uh, would, uh, would that primarily help the cement equipment division or would it sort of hit the um, product companies division as well? Uh, and what's the service opportunity in, in, in specifically India for you as well? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Johan. Uh, you know that we have a leading function in, uh, and leading position in the market in India. And India develops in, the, if I may say so, right direction, actually in, in all areas, but predominantly in the cement part. That, of course, impacts, as we saw in quarter two, uh, the cement uh, business or cement division business, but, of course, the product companies as well as the uh, customer service division, too, in a positive way. On the mineral side, despite the fact that India... Um, clearly shows growth as a country and investing. Um, of course, the mining industry in India is under the regime of the global mining industry, which means it is on a fairly, fairly low activity level. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Jonathan Hanks of Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Your line is now over. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Lars. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, clearly, you know, as, as you mentioned, you've got a tension between kind of cutting more cost and preserving your own capabilities for the longer term. Could you maybe help us think about a little bit, you know, which capabilities you might think about walking away from if, if, if you need to cut costs further and, and maybe give us a sense of, you know, how, how long the current demand environment would have to go on for, for you to think about doing that? Thanks. Um, in general, the, where we look into is, of course, on the cost uh, reduction side, um, to reflect what do we see as needed labor in front of us based on the market environment. And based on that, we business right size. We actually do that for quite a while. What we saw in the quarter two is, of course, a situation that we have uh, orders, actually quite a good order backlog in minerals out of last year, which was a fantastic order intake year. And of course, when you look into the conversion, what you have contractually undersigned, you plan accordingly your labor against it. That didn't drop in in quarter two, especially uh, at the end of quarter two, it was obvious that uh, milestones from the customer side were postponed. And that, of course, shows we have to adjust our cost structure there. But in general, if it comes to cost we have uh, opportunities to get more efficient and more decomplexed and yeah, making it, how to say, tighter in the organization versus that what we have as a business outside. There are other areas like site consolidation, which were on the plan already. You know that we are quite successful in that. We are close to 50 locations already uh, consolidated in the last three years, and we enforced that way of doing Last but not least is, of course, we took the next professional step in procurement. We are now in a position to work through procurement on a very professional way, which, of course, creates direct savings uh, for us, too. 
Okay, thank you, thank you very much. And then, and then, so just to clarify, so you, you believe you can take out, uh, you know, a reasonable amount of more costs without damaging the business capabilities? Yes, we can take out reasonable enough costs to adjust, as well as, um, yeah, improving the efficiency of the company. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Lars Topholm of Carnegie. Please go ahead. Your line is now open. Uh, yes, hello, gentlemen. First, I don't envy your job. Uh, I think you're doing all the right things. So, so apologize if my tone in questions is slightly negative. That's not out of respect of uh, a lack of respect of what you do. But uh, Thomas, after Q1, which was in mid-May, we discussed this tendency that uh, revenue recognition is slowed down, and at least the way I understood it, there was a maybe not firm belief, but at least a hope that some of that would be able to uh, appear uh, maybe in Q2, Q3. So overall, you were all right. And uh, that clearly didn't happen. So, So my question number one is, does this express that conditions actually deteriorated further uh, during Q2. Uh, and, and likewise, when you say we are at the bottom, but in the same presentation says that order intake is lower than you anticipated and revenue recognition slowed down further, uh, doesn't these statements kind of conflict or is it simply uh, because you, for some reasons, are hit harder than, than others. And, and then, then a final question, if I may. Uh, ESA Steel, with, with who you, you have a big uh, project, uh, filed for Chapter 11 uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you also mentioned that there's a risk that this contract will be cancelled. I just wonder what would be the disclosure if that uh, project is in fact cancelled, how will it affect uh, order intake or will it just disappear out of the, the backlog? Thank you very much. Are you taking SSD? Good. Thanks a lot, uh, Lars, and thanks a lot for the understanding of the situation. Um, uh, if you come to conditions deteriorated, um, you know that I said always, and I already have, as I'm informed, the nickname Darth Vader, saying despite that we have a rally on commodities, there is no underlying uh, situation against it. We still see demand and supply out of range on the mineral side. And on a trough, it's normal that it goes up and down at actually quite a high frequency. And at the moment, it's the down part in it. If we look into that, what happened in the quarter two, the, um, normally with these bigger projects, um, the milestone hit, you have over the quarter, but a higher percentage of it at the end of a quarter, and that didn't happen this quarter. And that was, for us, uh, the negative surprise. And, uh, of course, when you look into the figures, we have definitely an improvement versus quarter one, but uh, we miss um, several hundred millions. And when you look into the minerals order intake, um, it's easy to see that we miss some several hundred millions already in the revenue. This move on the bottom is very uncomfortable because we have, of course, the orders. We started to work. We have some milestones done. We have the people in work. We have the cost. And then things are slipping out from the customer side is, of course, creating us a revenue issue and then, of course, immediately a scale issue. We are, of course, taking care that we are not cutting uh, the resources and the competences what we need to finalize and to make this business further on. Otherwise, we would have to cancel these orders, what we are not doing. Now to SSD. Yeah, so to SSD, um, 
Of course, we're not commenting on specific customers, so I can't uh, confirm whether that's the customer you're talking about. But um, one big air, air cleaning order announced. So um, I guess they're not that many to choose from. <laughs> no, I, the, the comment here is it will mainly impact our backlog. So, uh, so all the uh, the potential costs that could be are included in our guidance. Um, but it's a mainly a backlog uh, impact we will have. And, and then a final question, if I may, related to your, your new guidance range. Isn't it fair to conclude that unless the, uh, rev- the, the, the backlog to revenue uh, conversion uh, accelerates in Q3 uh, compared to Q2, it would actually have to accelerate year on year in Q4 for you to reach the low end of that revenue guidance? We definitely see a higher uh, conversion of the order backlog uh, into revenue in the second half of the year. Um, And of course, when things are slipping out, then um, uh, they can't slip forever. It doesn't work. Based purely technically, when you are in the jungle building something or anywhere in the world, we we think that we have a good visibility there. But, and that's the but in it, if it slips out of a quarter, then it creates us from a financial point of view, of course, immediately a big problem. Yeah, but, but, but should we expect a pick up in that backlog to revenue conversion uh, already in Q3? We will have in the second, you know, I'm getting quite cautious now after that what we saw in Q2. So, but we will definitely have in the second half of the year a higher conversion level, definitely. I think what gives us uh, comfort in, uh, in increasing the revenue in the second half of the year is that a lot of the projects that generate revenue in the second half are cement projects that are ongoing and where we can see we are hitting the, uh, the shipment milestones. So, uh, so that gave us comfort that there is uh, a substantial uh, yeah, step up in cement. Okay. Thank you very much for taking my questions and best of luck. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Christian Johansson of Danske Bank. Please go ahead. Your line is now open. Yeah, yeah thank you, actually. Uh, so sort of a follow-up on the last question on, on guidance. I've noticed you put a new phrasing in uh, stating that the execution of the order backlog will not be negatively impacted by the further market-driven delays. So, so it, to me, it sounds like you have not put the same buffer into this new guidance to capture market volatility as you did originally in, in your previous guidance. Uh, does this mean that, that if this um, postponement of, of conversion continues, you will not be able to meet your new guidance? We would guide definitely on a lower range if we would see that as a possibility. That's clear. But... Um, of course, with the situation, what we saw in quarter one and quarter two, we thought and we think that we have to make that comment that, of course, the conversion from order backlog into revenue is necessary. But, of course, we believe, we know, as we as last said, because it's predominantly out of the cement part, which is not creating us that slipping problem so much, is coming in in the second half. But it's, uh, from our point of view, with the situation what we had in Q2, um, not, mere, not more than fair to make that comment. Okay, uh, that's clear. Uh, then my second question in terms of corrective actions, have you anything planned in terms of uh, 
staff reduction as far as the second half, or are you waiting to see how the market develops? We uh, we will have definitely staff reduction in the second half of the year because uh, the additional initiatives what we took already in quarter two, of course, was to inform uh, uh, the colleagues to leave the company. That will then drop over the, the up to the end of the year into uh, the result. Um, again, we have uh, a business right-sizing activity in the company, which works actually quite uh, well throughout the last few quarters. And we trigger that, that we measure that, what we have as business in front of us, and adjusting uh, accordingly to that. So as the business develops, as we will have uh, labor on board. Okay, Eric, thank you very much. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Patrick Sullivan of Nordair. Please go ahead. Your line is now open. Yes, uh, I just have to follow up on the discussion on the on the, uh, from the two previous um, uh, persons. So I, I just wondering, could you be a little bit more precise if this uh, if there's going to be continued market driven delays? Well, what, what kind of uh, uh, full-year results we'll be looking at in terms of revenue and EBITDA margins is going to be significant below or is it just going to be slightly below the, the new ranges you have been giving us? The, the answer we can give you is we are quite confident that we can deliver uh, the $17 billion as a minimum as we have in the guidance. Um, when we look at the backlog we have, uh, when we look at the hot list we have, um, we would be very surprised if we're not uh, meeting the guidance we have out in uh, in the marketplace right now. Um, so we do not see a, a potentially big slip of, of that at all. Uh, but we have been surprised in the two first quarters, uh, and that is what have uh, have, Manila, have taken uh, the second quarter result down. Um, but when we look at what we have in the books for the second half, we don't see us missing the full-year guidance. Maybe um, that as a comment. We, uh, I hope we are not knowing that we are not then acting. We had a, a guidance change last year, and uh, we were most probably the first one being very negative in the outlook, um, how we saw the business. And uh, we got, of course, a lot of blame, but it proves that if we would see that we would not hit the guidance as we now showed it, uh, we would not show it. We would definitely lower it. So it's belief, firm belief, that we hit the guidance. Um, my second question is, uh, is related to the pickup in the margin anticipate for the second half of the year. Is it only explained by a better absorption of your fixed cost, or, or do you see anything in the in the in the in the backlog? Do you see uh, some projects which with good margins, which is going to be finalised during the second half? If, if you if you, um, if you look at the at the result in the second quarter, and you look at what would the margin be if you take out. Uh, the impacts we had, the negative impacts we had in, uh, in in mining, you would already be at a higher margin level than what we have uh, have reported. But the other thing we see when we, we look into the second half is, of course, as you mentioned, a better absorption. We do not see uh, a substantial increase in the gross uh, gross margins. Okay, thank you. And my last question uh, is: there anything uh, to add regarding uh, the divestment process of? Um, of your bulk materials uh, business? No, actually, it's on track, and we're performing well there, and the target stays as it is yeah. to sell it off in uh, the third end of the third quarter. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Sorry, no, sorry, to, 
the, no, I before. think what we should say on uh, on the process is that uh, that the business is uh, is ring fenced. It's uh, it's running very well. Um, they are executing the projects they have uh, uh, like we have expected. Um, we are getting closer to a point where we will be uh, we will have um, all the data ready for a sales process. So uh, so that will commence uh, very very shortly, um, and things are on track. So we are not expected any. Uh, any anything uh, radical coming out of this process? Yes, because the sale, and that is what I meant with the November comment, has to be within the 12 months range. Understandable. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Faisal Ahmed of SEB. Please go ahead. Your line is now open. Yeah, hi, Thomas and Lars. It's Faisal uh, from SEB. Uh, a few questions from my side. Um, firstly, on uh, the right sizing or uh, the corrective measures, um, could you maybe just comment a bit on what kind of sales level level are you right sizing the business to? Uh, is it kind of the run rate for the the order in, uh, the run rate for the order intake for the last uh, couple of quarters, or maybe maybe if you could give us some flavor on that? Um, and secondly, um, on on. Uh, on our order intake, uh, we've seen a lot of geopolitical events in in in, um, in Q3. Has that in any manner impacted uh, how uh, your customers are, are thinking and acting? Yeah, let me start with the order intake. Yes, it has. Um, we have actually, if I look into the cement side and some of the adjacent industries, quite a um, uh, big potential in front of us. But as we see, decisions are not coming through because any uh, crisis in, an, in a region immediately stops and hampers the willingness to go on with the necessary uh, investments. Um, we have, as we think, quite a good visibility uh, on that. If it then comes to uh, the mining side, of course the situation is that capital business is fairly much down and the demand for capital business is fairly much down. The investments for mining are related all regarding productivity, improvement, and to save as much as possible for the mining clients cash. Uh, regarding uh, right-sizing, um, what we do when we look at right-sizing is, uh, is to look business unit by business unit at what is the potential business for, for the foreseeable future. So it's more a staff planning uh, that is based on what, what is the business activity we see. Um, and as we are not, uh, not guiding for the for the next 12 months or, or anything but this year, then uh, we'll not really disclose what level we, we target. But I think it's important to say that we target the right staffing level in all business units. And it's not, uh, and we will not comment on whether it's uh, what size of business that is, um, because that would not be, uh, yeah, that would be outside this year, because we're looking at what do we actually need for next year. Okay, and and then just um, a, a follow up uh, on um, right sizing and, um, and 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 relating it to your uh, downgrade of your guidance. I mean, it basically means that you are very far stretched from your long term financial targets. Uh, I mean, should should we expect those long term financial targets to be uh, adjusted to the new reality at some point? At first, we have no downgrading of the guidance. That's um, we lowered it uh, or we narrowed it to the lower end based on that uh, what we see in the market. There was a reason why we put such a broad range, the 17 to 20 billion, uh, at the beginning of, uh, of the year for this year as a guidance. 
with um, quite a lot of communication what we see on both sides of that end of the range. And as we see it, uh, the lower part of that uh, range uh, happened in the market. And according to that, we adjusted um, to the lower end of the guidance uh, from 17 to 20 down to 17 to 18. And then, of course, the EBITDA has to follow based on that. Um, the second question was regarding... Um, uh, long-term, uh, the long-term, long-term guidance. Long-term guidance. Um, of course, uh, our board as well as management looks always into what is the mid to long-term development of the industries uh, um, where we operate in. Um, and of course, evaluate is it possible to reach uh, the financial targets what we have here. And if I take the EBITDA uh, guidance 10 to 13, um, we see and we believe and we know, and we are not alone with that, that's not an average mid thing, that the business, especially in minerals, as well as in cement over the next few years, will, of course, definitely improve. And based with the uh, adjustments and all the efficiency program, business right-sizing and investing into the company, we clearly see that we can hit that range. Okay, Thomas, and the last uh, I think I'll stop here. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Klaus Kill of New Credit Markets. Please go ahead. Your line is now open. Yeah, um, hello. Uh, two questions from my side. Um, first of all, um, about these uh, corrective actions. Um, would you give any comments on the potential uh, positive benefit you would see in, in 2017? And also, what kind of cost we could expect here in, in, uh, in 16? Just some, yeah, any, any thoughts you might have on that. And then secondly, um, given that order intake is now slightly higher than sales and has actually been that for last two, two quarters, uh, wouldn't it be fair to expect that your revenues will be fairly stable from here uh, in uh, into 2017? Or, or am I uh, missing something in, in uh, yeah when I think about it? I take the revenue part as uh, the first. Yeah, um, you are completely right. When you look alone in the order intake, what we had last year, and I take again the minerals division um, and seeing what we up to now uh, uh, showed as revenue, that is very disappointing because these are uh, severe customers. These are severe contracts. And, uh, of course, what we see as a, um, as a order backlog into revenue um, creation that is not very satisfying. If it then comes uh, to 2017 and how stable the business is, we, as Lars rightly said, we are not guiding on uh, 2017. But what we see is that in the mining industry, we are at the trough and we are really on a low and stabilized level. That is what we clearly can see. We see in cement that the industry is um, slightly but definitely below expectation level, slightly coming out of that trough where they are in for several years. And uh, Lars, I think, gave a clear comment how we see the order backlog conversion in the second half of the year for for cement. So from that point of view, um, we are on a low level, but stabilized level. And I think regarding uh, the corrective actions, I think it's fair to say that we were surprised about uh, the level of revenue we had in uh, in the second quarter. Um, we have taken some initiatives, uh, and some initiatives are in the planning. So uh, 
so we cannot yet give any any numbers about the impact from uh, from all the corrective actions that we will be doing. Uh, so for 2017. For 2017. So uh, so there we have to uh, to come with that at a later point in time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, may I remind everyone that if you want to ask a question, please press zero one on your telephone keypads. And there are no further questions at this time. So please go ahead, speakers. Yeah, if there are no further questions, then I would like to say thank you to participate here in the in the webcast and a safe trip and a safe travel, no matter where you are. Thank you and hope to see you soon again. Bye.